And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. We have no idea what's going to happen Wednesday. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a wowser bowser? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. You can tell that's true because I completely messed up that introduction. That's how you know. Just completely just destroyed it. But it was going great. Just yeah, keep rolling. Just, just fell all over the place. All right. I remember when I first said yes to Jesus. At the beginning of the journey, I thought that Jesus was the best fire insurance ever. I did not disrespect or disbelieve him or disrespect or believe in him. I just concluded that eternal life was a gift. A gift is a gift, and most of the time, a gift is just cool to receive. Yep, in my mind, it was part of the greatest deal ever. Repent, believe, and follow Jesus. Totally cool. How could this ever be questioned by anyone? I don't think much of the earthly journey, having already seen money, fame, power up close— But an awesome eternity, come on, how could you not say yes? Guess what? The moment we said yes to Jesus, we took the red pill. And we said yes to Jesus. And from the human perspective, things started to get into motion. As we travel into the depths of the journey, we begin to know the draw of the Lord and to get closer to him. At some point, we even pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, whatever it takes, whatever you want, I want to follow you. Yep, that is our decision Our decision to go full heart commitment to the Lord and his kingdom. And finally, then it happens. <laughs> what happens? The heavens feel like they become a little tighter. The enemy appears to get more aggressive and we start clawing through certain trials with a little less of a smile. It is here that we should remember the words of Jesus to his disciples. In John 6, 67, he said, Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, Are you also going to leave? Well, when it gets harder and harder, do we want to leave? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can also text us 214 210 That's 214 210 Or you can call us. What? You can call us at 972 445 0770. That's 972 
445-0770. And when you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. All right, talking to Dynamite D, that's like finding something you searched for all night long, like last night, and then finding it in the morning, like this morning, that good feeling of finding what you couldn't find all night long. I know that felt good. That's just unbelievable, right? So I have this process where now I can take tapes that are old, old cassette, like sermon tapes, and I'm talking 35-year-old tapes not you know, I mean, old tapes right like older than you tapes kind of thing and i have the ability to convert them but the problem was i couldn't i couldn't find my tapes <laughs> see and so last night i went through like it was wrecking your nerves oh uh, it was it was <laughs> it was a challenge and uh this morning by the grace of god i mean i did pray i prayed lord help me i know that they're somewhere and he helped me find them it's just like oh praise the lord that actually works that's it's so it's such a great feeling when you like, eh. It's like, here's what the scripture says. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, when it doesn't happen, you're like, ah. But the rest of the verse says, but when it comes, it says the tree of life. You betcha. All right, so here's the bottom line to that whole thing, because I just wanted to have fun sharing that. Uh, bottom line is you can either reach out to us or just listen. You can do whatever you're comfortable with. You can call us. You can text us. You can email us. It could be a question, opinion, a thought, or a comment. It's not about kvetching. So for those that are like, I can't stand what's going on with this and that, whatever, I understand that, and I support you in that, and I love you in that. But in this particular show, what we want to do is just lift each other up a little more, and uh, we recognize that the garbage is out there, but we also recognize that there's so much gold, so many pearls in the kingdom of God. Let's take a look at some of the pearls. That's kind of our attitude. It's not to disregard them, and we support the other shows. We just need to understand that every once in a while, time out. I just need to be in the Lord without things getting totally weird, which I don't know if this show fits that bill or not, because we're a little weird, but it, it gets close. All right, so bottom line is, again, second time I said bottom line, reach out to us if you've got a prayer request, if you've got a praise report, if you've got something that's going on you really want to share, you really want to understand what God is doing, this is a great time to do that, great format for that. Now, I'm going to ask a trivia question that I've asked before, and you might be saying, why do you repeat trivia questions? And here's my response, just in case you want to know. Why do you read the Bible more than once? Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Where was Jesus's first miracle? Where was Jesus's first miracle? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. There you go. So, in the last question, Joanne and Cordelia got the pow pow. In this question, uh, Eric got the pow pow. So, we're just keeping it. Just, you know, don't get overly you know, excited. The pow pow just simply means you got it there first. That's all it means. And that doesn't mean that you didn't know it first or anything. It's just it's got to come on my phone. And uh, somebody's calling in to answer the triv. So, we'll get that. Uh, so you guys are doing a great job. And by the way, thank you all just for participating. I mean, that's part of the big fun. 
is that we just uh, hang out with each other. Okay, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing, you know what, Gary? I'm really doing good. I I was a little discouraged because I didn't get to work out yesterday. And it's not that I love working out. I don't want you to the wrong idea. But it, the, the traffic home was so bad and the weather was so lousy that it kind of made me frown, <laughs> too frowny. Couldn't do it. But then today, the Lord just gave me this boost of energy and I got tons of stuff done. So I feel like a thousand times better than I did last night on the way home. So I appreciate well, you asking me. I know. I know. Isn't that great? It's like, praise the Lord. Uh, okay. Classic question. I know you know it. It's a great, great uh, uh, process for people to really put into their heart and minds. Where was Jesus's first miracle? It was at the wedding in Cana when he turned water into wine. That is correct. You are right. All right, let me ask you a follow-up. I know you know this, so I'm not asking you to test you. I'm asking you to help other people. Uh, did Jesus go to that wedding with just his mom, or did he go with anybody else? No, he must have gone with someone else. Cause, uh, right? Do you know who he went with? what Mary did, said and yeah. what she said. Uh, Do you know who he went with? I guess he went with the apostles. That is correct. You're right. <laughs> See? That's it right there. They were invited with Jesus, which is always kind of a weird thing because it's like how well-known were they at that point in John 3, you know, in, John, in, that, in that process, I'm sorry, where, where, where uh, he was invited and they were invited to the wedding. It's John chapter 2. But how were they – that must have been an interesting connection for all of them to get an invitation because it says Jesus and his disciples were invited. It's like, wow, yeah. that's weird. Right? I always thought that was weird. And Mary was there too. Yeah, she was she was there and no wonder the first miracle was connected to the family, right? <laughs> she yeah. said, "You got to do this." What? Got to do this. Okay. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. I really appreciate it. Great great work. Thank you. All right. God. And I'll keep praying for all of you. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent job by our brother. All right. Here we go on to our Teaching, I just want to bring this up. It's not very complex. We've got a little bit of time. We might have a few overs and unders. We'll see how that goes. Don't worry about it. Christianity. All fun and games, right? Acts chapter 14, verse 21 and 22, which we're going to get into a little bit tomorrow. But uh, they preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystria, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Okay, so this is the kind of stuff I love. You just have to bear with me. They're preaching the gospel in the city. They want a bunch of people. People getting saved, man. And people getting saved, there's an excitement that takes place. The angels are rejoicing. I mean, it's great stuff, right? They return, so they're going back now to Lystria, Iconium, and Antioch. They're heading back, going back to where they were. They're strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Why? Why? They just got saved. They all just got saved with a couple of months. Why are they already being encouraged to be true to the faith? Because of what they say next. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. It's like... Wait, what? That, it's right. First Peter 4, 12. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Nothing strange. This is part of it. 
part of this is understanding that you made the best decision. In fact, I sincerely, not only do I applaud you and respect you for it, I I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait till we're all having fellowship together in heaven. It's going to be great. But do not let some kind of junket gospel come down the pipe. Through many hardships, we enter the kingdom of God. It's not all squeezy-weezy. It's not all super-duper easy. To give you an idea, we're supposed to follow the example of Jesus. How did it go for him? Well, he had to sacrifice his life in order to make it happen. So this idea that we're just like, oh, well, everything will be just pie. And it's like it's not, not only is it not correct, it's exactly the opposite of what the Lord is trying to teach. The disciples had just led some of these people, you know, Paul and Barnabas, to Christ not that long ago. And now he's coming back going, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't quit. His message wasn't everything should be sparkles now. It was, hey, you got to go through it. You got to push through. Peter's message. Now, if somebody really understood fiery ordeals, I just think it would be Peter. Don't be surprised. What are you surprised about? As though something weird was happening. Nothing's weird. You're going through it. You're going through it like everybody goes through it. Why do we go through it? Because it's part of the process of becoming like Jesus. I know you don't want to hear this, but you said yes to Jesus, salvation done. Now the sanctification part where Jesus makes you look like Jesus is where God takes the two by four and whaps you in the head and conforms your head and your heart and your being to be like Jesus. Guess what? That includes a little bit of hardship to get you there. And the hardship isn't there because he doesn't love you. It's actually there because he does love you. Because the metal that he's creating in you to have an enduring faith is worth more than a bazillion, gazillion, gazillion dollars because that metal that you become goes on with you for all eternity. And God is doing that for us because he loves us. Not because he hates us. In fact, if he doesn't do it to you, then the scriptures call into question your sonship or your daughtership. Like, ooh. All right. Now you get to understand where Paul goes, okay, I'm going to rejoice in my weaknesses. (laughs) You start to get it because it's like, oh, that makes sense. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and it was stop-and-go traffic. There was, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's, he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And, uh, and then I realized 
I have that bumper sticker on my ah. ears that uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book. And uh, and then he just sped off. Not Well, he he slowly drove off at <laughs> 20 miles an hour. <laughs> but I, I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually if people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's get that squared away. You know. Yes, and you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So now we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that will give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're on traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. That's, right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. I mean, I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good, good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. Think about the question, okay? This is my nice way of saying that. Who spotted Moses in the Nile placed in an ark of bulrushes. Who spotted Mo in the Nile? I guess it's just not uh, in the Nile. Placed in an ark of bulrushes. Who spotted him? That's the question. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. I do want people to remember to keep praying. Uh, I want you to be praying for the ministry expansion because at some point we're expanding. We just don't know how. <laughs> we don't know when. I'm waiting on Don, so we're you know just kind of like it's all in place, but it's like it's it's at it's so weird to say to you. It's in the hands of the Lord, so it's up to the Lord to say go. On our, on our end, we're ready. The cloud has lifted. It's traveling. We're following. All right, just to let you know. All right. Uh, now, I have a joke, and so I'm going to give you a warning. I don't typically give a warning. If, uh, in fact, you have a hard time with this joke, I apologize in advance that you have lost your sense of humor between the time you were born and this moment. 
and it is not intended to offend any particular group. I could have done this with any group, but this is how the joke was written. And if that bothers you, just remember that I have uh, not only do am I born and raised Jewish, but I have some Polish in me, I have some Russian in me, and that's the way it goes. That's why I don't care. Is that, is that pretty much low? That was a pretty good disclaimer. Okay. That's not bad, right? Are right, you ready for this? It's one joke, but dude, the last line is just, it's so good. Are right, you ready? All right. And you got to just laugh a little, all right? Two Irish laborers were mending a road in Dublin outside a house of ill repute. One day they saw an Anglican bishop enter the house. Tis terrible, said Seamus. These Protestants visiting such a place. The next day, they observed a rabbi going into the establishment. A dreadful thing, said Patty, claiming to be a man of God and going to a house like that. The next day, they noticed a Catholic priest entering the building. Patty immediately took off his cap and said, Oh no, Seamus, look, one of the poor girls must have died. <laughs> you... You have got to think that is funny. <laughs> you have got to. You have got to. Did you not get the joke? You probably didn't get it. Did you get I it? I did. Okay. So the, you got a, an Anglican bishop goes in there, and they're like, oh, that's bad. He's going in there. And then a rabbi goes in there. Oh, that's bad. He's going in there. But then when a priest goes in, which is their priest, is like, oh, somebody must have died. You see, and the house of ill repute was like a. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Are you kidding me? That's fine. Okay. All right, let's go back to the trivia question. Since nobody else in the world understands that that's a funny joke, we'll just go on to the trivia question. It was funny. Uh, who spotted Moses in the Nile placed in the Ark of Bulrushes? So this is somebody who spotted. Okay, so who spotted Moses? Uh, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, David, at he must increase dot org for the trivia question. Let's get to this next portion of the text. Listen to this text. Tell me what you think of this, right? This is I I didn't write this. All this stuff's two thousand years old or older. Uh Mark four, thirty-five through forty-one, which we won't go through all the verses. Ready? Mark four thirty-five. Four thirty-five Mark. Mark's the second gospel. So if you're over there where we were in Peter and Acts, you gotta turn left. Okay? All right. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, ready? Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So here's the part I want to point about. You can go into this, and we go into Jesus, and he commands the the, the waves to, to stop. He rebukes the wind, and he says to the waves, you know, be still. All right? You got all that. I, I'm not even talking about that. I want you to focus on this very beginning portion. If you're in the will of God... Does everything go perfect? Well, let me ask you a simple question. When Joseph was in the will of God, did everything go per perfect for him? He was sold, falsely accused, thrown in jail. Is that is that perfect? He was in the will of God. 
Daniel was in the will of God. He got tossed in a lion's den. Didn't he? He wasn't out of the will of God. The disciples are with Jesus, and I've said this before, and I, I, I defy anybody to tell me I'm wrong about this. Jesus says, let's go over to the other side. So it's Jesus is like going, okay, we're in Dallas, and we're going to go from Dallas to Houston. Get on the bus, right? He's like, it's impossible to be any more in the will of God. What happens while they're in the perfect will of God? A furious squall comes up, and the waves break over the boat, so it nearly swamps. This is such a powerful storm, it's going to take down a boat. How's Jesus' respond to this? He's snoozing. We got stuff to do. The disciples, they don't think that way. They're freaking out. They don't understand that 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 even though they're they're in the program, they think this can't be this can't be happening. We go through this where we think we're drowning, we're gonna suffer, we're gonna get tagged, we're gonna get hurt, we're gonna something bad's gonna happen to us. We must have done something wrong. We're not in the will of God. Let me explain something to you. That is just rubbish. That is rubbish. Just because you're going through something tough doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. Jesus was always in the perfect will of God. He got crucified. When you're going through a tough time, it's not the time to sit there and complain. It's not the time to tell God he doesn't know what he's doing. It's not the time to sit there and throw things at the heavens. In fact, Hebrews 12.3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition so you won't grow weary and lose heart. So you don't go, that's enough. I can't do this. You just think about Jesus. He was the creator and is the creator and will always be the creator of the earth. Guess what happened? His own creation turned on him and wanted to crucify him. Oh, my goodness. How sad. Perfect will of God still created problems that had to be dealt with. Get that? All right. Somebody wants to call. Do they have an answer to the trivia question? All right. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, this is your friend, Brother Don. Hi, Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing good, Brother. Thank you. That's so good. I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer your question, but I'm not sure exactly which what you really want. I can tell you that uh, I know when Moses' body, Moses' little ba- Moses' little baby was put into the the river, uh, the Nile. Uh, his his sister watched him, but I think one of either I mean Pharaoh's daughter found him. That is correct, sir. Yeah. Now we don't know if I, I'm not sure if. If Pharaoh's daughters, one of his maid, one of her maids, found him first, I don't know, but it worked out that way. But the the key component is, and this would have been the key in that in that clue, and I'll always let you know that ninety five percent of the time this would be true. That who spotted Moses? So the sister was already kind of a part of that, so she didn't right. spot him. You know, it's like so that's why it would have been Pharaoh's daughter, which is like right. then, then there's another argument as to what level. It's like, dude, she's got the title Pharaoh's daughter. I think she's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Relax. So excellent job, my brother. That is right. You know how on I target. remember that? How from the Ten Commandments? Oh, brother. I remember that. That was wonderful, wasn't it? It was. I I would see that again if I could. If I could, I would. 
That's a that's a great movie. It's you know yeah. everybody everybody's you know got their complaints or whatever. But look, at least it was biblically it was biblically in line. They did the right thing. I mean, I love that when the scene says oh, yeah. they'll split you know, the I'm water. Tired of these people knocking down like the chosen and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just you know I that Jesus in the chosen. He is almost a perfect example how I would think Jesus would be. That and th- what a great statement you made there. So there have been, uh, I don't know, probably twenty five movies along those lines where they have different Jesuses, and there are like five or six where the the person playing the role of Jesus has just been phenomenal. I mean, just been phenomenal. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like you, just like wow. Great I mean, capture, he, right? He changes his facial when he's sad. He, you look like he looks like he's about to cry with. You. Yeah, it's, it's know, amazing. It's, cool. it's amazing. It, it humanizes, which which yeah. should definitely be a part of our understanding. He can't be one of us if he's not one of us. He can't That's be right, that. Brother. So big part of that. Excellent job, my brother. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Then he says this. Don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it. Don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy cuckoo line. Just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. 
You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're going to do our next trivia question. <laughs> you like how I did that? that Pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> you know, I got about four and a half hours of sleep. But you know what the difference was? I got them continually. It's like mm. that's like you know, that's like all right. So we uh, before we do that, we're gonna pray for our uh, audience. We're gonna pray for our he- for healing for people as well. So I want to do that. Let's do that first because I just have that on my mind. So let's just pray together as a group. Let's do it, Father. We come before you right now, and we are so blessed that you have allowed us to be your children. I mean, we're just so fortunate, so so graced, so blessed. We just thank you for every moment. And we don't understand everything, but we thank you for it because we know you're working it for good. That's how much you love us. You care that much about us. We've got people amongst us. I've got my grandson, Easton. You got Gary, and you got, you know, Roslyn, and different people like Nola and and Mary and, and people like Brother Ace who just, you know, have some hurt and have some struggles from, from time to time or have some stuff that's continually bringing them down. I'll just ask you, Lord, to touch them. Pray that you would pour joy into their hearts, confidence into their heart and minds. Put a bounce in their existence. Put a a life bounce in their existence. Let them know it's from you. Let them receive it from you. Like for Nola's situation, just everybody involved, let there be a calming, a peace. The same for my very own daughter and and son-in-law. I just pray give them a peace that you are still in control of all the things that they encounter. And that the more they draw closer to you, the more gold you create in their lives. Let that be true for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so now I want to do the trivia question. Ready? Everybody should know this. Isn't that is that terrible to say it that way? Let's hear it. Everybody, who was Bathsheba's first husband? Everybody should. Everybody should know that. That can trip trip up some people too, though. Second Samuel eleven. Everybody (laughs) should know this. People. Everybody. 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 Uh, If you think you uh, know the answer, by the way, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text us at two one four. 210-8483. 210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at he must org. 
So we do have somebody calling in, but I am going to send you to the website. So there's a couple things to tell you on the website. By the way, thank I want to thank everybody for giving because when you guys give, it's a blessing. We give you the receipt and everything, but it keeps the ministry going. And so that's the whole that's the whole thing. So for those of you that are thinking, he's probably getting rich out of this. No private jets. <laughs> I will get rich when I have to replace my tires, which are getting low. <laughs> just want to say I'm at right at a hundred thousand. I'm right at this. You just you know what? We're doing great. What we really want is to expand the show. We just think that'd be cool. Like, well, you'll get this out of this. Nope, it'll be more work. But it'll be cool. Am I getting more pay? Nope. Every dollar we get to a certain point just goes right back in. We just don't care. And then, uh, so if you can give, great. But don't forget about the prayer and the praise reports. And the reason I bring that up is because some of the coolest moments on the show have been people that write in because they're not comfortable to share it and they want somebody to, to communicate for them. And that is so cool. I mean, it's so cool to share with one another and to bear with one another and to love one another. Okay? That's our goal. All right. Uh, so go to the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> All right, now for those that did not hear <laughs> the clue, I'm just going to say it again for those that are really interested in this because you can win a study Bible. It's a nice one. It was like $65, $70 study Bible. Uh, it's uh, pretty straightforward, and that is uh, the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. Again, nothing spiritual. It's just to keep you on your toes, okay? All right, send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is Sam from the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you say like a between Star Wars and uh, no between what's the other between one? Star Trek and Star Wars. You got to be careful. Yeah, there. so the Planet <laughs> of the Apes is in between. <laughs> Good one. I like it. All right, my friend. <laughs> Who was Bathsheba's first husband? Uriah the Hittite. That is correct, Amundo. You are right, and so uh, Eric asked a good question with Bathsheba, a Hittite. I do not believe she was a Hittite. I don't see that in the lineage for her, but I could be wrong, but she did have some mixture in there by law, so yeah, it's kind of tough to say. So I'm going to say yeah. I don't know. Well, she had a tick bite, so she became a Hittite. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, that's enough. No more ether for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, no more cream. Tacos for you either. <laughs> How you doing, bro? Hey. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, uh, but I want to say thank you for praying for my friend, and we are still praying, and uh, I'm, I'm trusting God that they're going to find his truck. Amen. Amen. So yes. keep praying for his friend. His friend got his truck stolen. Not a good situation. We want everybody to keep that in your prayer. It doesn't take long to bring that up before the Lord, but petition the Lord, make it happen. That's the way to go about it, right? Yes. All right, my brother. Excellent Thank job. You. Thank you yes. for being a part of us. Okay. Okay. God bless. God bless you Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. All right. And then uh, Jenny makes a great point. The other husband, the second husband for uh, Bathsheba, that was going to be David. Well, that's, that's really good. Yep. King that's, that's, David. There you go. All right. All right. Let's go to the text uh, or text. Get to the message. Is there anything else? Oh, history. Let's do history in the next thing. 
This part, I love this part. I know, I know. I say I love it all the time, but that's because I do. I love the Word of God. It's not mad at me about it. I'm just, you know. So what we've been talking about to, to kind of like just recap is, you know, Christianity, it, it, it's not all fun and games. There's a lot of challenges. And in the challenge, there's these moments. And in these moments, you're just like going, and, you know, Paul and Barnabas are going through the church after they've led people to the Lord and they've made this decision. They're going back through and they're like, hey, we're encouraging everybody and we're telling everybody we must go. And this is in Acts 14, 21, 22. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. There's there's struggles that you go through. It's not all skittles and rainbows. We have the moments. And then we talked last segment about the reality that there's the will of God, and you can be in the perfect will of God, and you can still find out that there's storms in the perfect will of God, and that shouldn't surprise any of us. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the whole text. So we'll go a little long, and then I'll tighten up on the, on the next segment. This part. Listen to this. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives and two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower Jacob, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go. For it is daybreak. Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that place Penel, which or Penel, which is it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. There are fifty theologies in this. I could never possibly approach any of them with the right amount of uh, insight. Here's what I want you to get: Jacob was by far not the perfect guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a guy that he's got his, his, his 11 sons. He's got his two wives, right? He's been working under Laban. Now, maybe just not the best, you know, 20 years of his life would be a nice way to put it. And especially because he kind of, you know, hijacked his brother's blessing. There's a lot going on there, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. So he, he's left alone. He's wrestling with this man. So Jacob, apparently strong guy, working out in the field, got it. And the, 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 the guy turns out to be an angel, and they're wrestling back and forth. He touches Jacob's hip, which just makes you think, well, why didn't he touch his head that way and make his head explode when he touched his hip and made him? Because the whole premise of this story is not whether or not Jacob was stronger than the angel. That's not the point. If the angel wanted to do what he did to his hip, to his shoulders, and to his nose, and to his kneecaps, he probably could have. That wasn't it. It's that Jacob said, and this is what the angel, the man, the angel got out of him, I will not let you go unless you bless me. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, yep, 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 yep. I'm going through a struggle. This is tough. But yeah, you hurt my hip. It does hurt a lot. Yeah, I've gone through quite a bit. You bet. You know what? I'm not giving up until I get a blessing out of this. 
That attitude, by the way, is what gave him the distinction of being called from Jacob to Israel, Abraham's uh, grandson, so to speak. And then in this position, where does Jacob become? He becomes the father of the 12 tribes. And all the promises made to Jacob and his 12 sons, 11 at this point, about going to be 12 later. And just look at the simplicity of this. I am not letting you go until you bless me, period. No, no, you got to let me go. I got to go. I, 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 I will argue with everybody. I don't know that everybody can understand what the whole point. It's daybreak. I got to go. I'm not sure. What, I'm not even going to touch that. But what I will say is this. He, he got the blessing of his name being changed because he refused to give up. Even though he was on the right path with God, even though he's doing the right thing, he refused to step down or to let go. So I'm not, no, no. And that is... Wow. That is, I mean, that is wow. That's what that is. I mean, Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. This is like going even maybe greater than that, going, not only am I not giving up, I'm not letting go, and I'm going to keep irritating you until you bless me. We need more Christians to live like this than in hiding. I'm not letting go until you bless me. Let go. No. <laughs> it's, just, it's almost like, I just want to say this, it's almost like when you're wrestling with your kids and it's like, you know, let go, let go, let go. And then you know what you do? For those that don't know, you go, you want to go to McDonald's? <laughs> yes, I want to go to McDonald's. You see what I'm saying? It's, just, it's that kind of thing. I'm just making it real for you. Don't let go until he blesses you. Why? Because you don't have to. That's why. And that tenacity got a, went a long way for, for Jacob, didn't it? Now he's called Israel. Wow. Okie dokie. We'll take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. To a break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Teaching time. 
I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so I'll just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value, but I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, as people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we are almost done with another show. Who can keep up? Flies by. That is is a fast one. All right, here we go. Here's your uh, trivia question. According to Peter, this is 1 Peter chapter 4. According to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? Don't go theological on me. That's not the you begin you be going the wrong direction. According to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? He wasn't going theological when he was trying to make that point. Although underneath it's theological. That's that's really not it. Uh okay, if you think you know 972-445-0770. Also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must org. For those who are trying to locate it, you're looking at first Peter chapter four, somewhere between uh seven and nine. <laughs> I can't be how can I make that any better? Right? All right, let's do our history real fast. Let's go All right, today is National Goof Off Day. Always. Yeah, except except <laughs> I think I'm running late on that right. one. Uh, today is National Bavarian Crepes Day. I don't know what Bavarian – I mean, I I know what they are, but I don't know what they are. So, Me either. Thank you, uh, Dave. So uh, not alone. I'm just saying that, yeah. And then National Sing Out Day. Okay, well, that's a nice not, singing voice. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> 1894, on this day, the first playoff game of Hockey Stanley Cup. 1894. Wow. First playoff game for the for Lord Stanley's Cup. Wow. Was it in Canada? Uh, I think it was. Okay. I think so. I don't know. Uh, 1960 on this day, the laser is invented. Do you think it's like it's new? It's like, no, it's not new. Uh, this is classic. And when I gave you the sound for today, I did not. When I gave you the thing, it's the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. I did not remember this. I'm telling you, this isn't the Lord. This is good old-fashioned connector Roonies. On this day, March 22nd, in the year 2233, the fictional character 
Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise on the TV series Star Trek, portrayed by William Shatner. This is supposed to be his birthday on March 22nd. That's right up your alley. Is that, just, <laughs> yeah. is that just the coolest thing? I love stuff like that. All right, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question? Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, how are you? Okay, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking, bro. I appreciate that. All right. I've got the I've got the answer to your problems. All right, here we go. According to Peter, what covers a multitude of sins? Charity. What a charity. That's good. We'll go with that. Charity or love. That's right. That's exactly right. 100% on target. I love the King James Version. Charity, that's what it is. This kind of attitude will generate the right spirit in people so that they won't sin. That's the whole point. That's right. If you're walking in that, you'll cover over a multitude of problems. You walk in that spirit. You'll be caring. You'll be loving. You'll be Christ-like. That's the key. Excellent. That's why I said I have to be charitable. <laughs> I love it. I love that you did that, brother. Excellent job. Hey, man, I love you. Keep keep us on your prayer list, and we'll talk to you later. You got it. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, let me wind up, because we only got like three minutes. <laughs> I don't know how we – don't get mad at me. All right, here you go. I love this. These, these, this little combo is so good. Ready? Uh, this will be 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Okay? All right. Ready? 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 Here we go. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Here's the answer for people that are uh, uh, kind of wishy-washy or up and down or, you know, in and out, kind of, you know, that whole thing. Stop it and don't let anything move you. Stop being pushed around. In fact, in the, in the armor, it says three times in, in a verse and a half, stand, stand, stand. Stand there. Stand there. And so the bottom line is this, Hebrews 10, well, there's another bottom liner, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what has been promised. Don't let go. Don't be moved. Don't quit. Even if you're weary, don't lose heart. And I know that the severe thing that I know about this trial has been going on for, you know, X amount of time. Some people's trials go on for even longer. Here's the bottom process or the, 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 the foundational process. I guess we could say that's the bottom line. <laughs> Stop being pushed around. You are a child of the Most High God. Your father is the king of the universe. You don't need to be pushed around. You need to be persevering. You need to recognize that when you're in the will of God and the waters come in the boat, you ain't going to drown because you're in the will of God. And you know why they were never going to drown? Because Jesus said, we're going to the other side. That's why. 
You need to stand firm in your faith, immovable. And I'm going to be super nice when I say this. So, so, so watch this in this nice spirit, right? Uh, as Roger said, you got to have grace to go along with the love. Here, I'm going to use grace and love right now. Ready? If people don't like your tenacity and faith, too bad. Who cares? They don't have a heaven to put you in. You have something you have to respond to. It's God that you have to respond to. Stand firm in the faith. Be immovable. You don't want to be a schmo about it, but don't be wishy-washy either, okay? Better to be on a rock than be a marshmallow, right? I mean, stop. And so with that, that whole premise there, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. There you go. Now, that's not being stubborn in a sin. That's give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because your labor is not in vain. It never has been. It never will be. Stand firm in the Lord. Okay? All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.